In this bulletin, the Prime Minister declares national security to be his government's first priority. A softer-than-expected increase in average wages. And in sports, South Sydney Rugby League launch a new head injuries protocol for junior players. With the latest SBS News, I'm Greg Dyatt. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has declared national security his government's first priority, following revelations by ASIO that a small number of defence insiders have been identified as willing to sell their training and expertise to foreign governments. In his address to the National Press Club, Mr Albanese has not directly addressed the comments by ASIO Chief Mike Burgess. But the Prime Minister has said that he has absolute confidence in the members of the Defence Force. First, as I said before the election at the Lowry Institute, I can promise all Australians that our government will ensure that Defence has the resources it needs to defend our nation and deter potential aggressors. Secondly, while there will inevitably be a focus on the capability gaps we need to fill, we should never lose sight of the extraordinary service performed by the men and women of our ADF. Anthony Albanese has also confirmed that the government will release an unclassified version of the Angus Houston Review into defence before the budget in May. The Queensland government has introduced legislation into Parliament that could pave the way for a treaty between the state and its Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander population. Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk has tabled a bill in the Parliament which would establish a five-member Truth and Healing Inquiry and a First Nations Treaty Institute. The Premier has told Parliament the legislation is the right thing to do. Mr Speaker, this is our chance to do what we should have done two centuries ago, to make a treaty or treaties with Aboriginal peoples and Torres Strait Islanders people. Mr Speaker, there are rare moments in time, perhaps just once in a generation or even once in several generations, where we have an opportunity to be true agents of change. Queensland's path to treaty is such a moment. Aid organisations say more humanitarian assistance is desperately needed in Syria's northwest rebel-held territory for earthquake survivors still without resources and access to health systems. Deputy Director from the UN's Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs, Garda Madawi, says people desperately need access to shelter, drinking water and cash. She says a lack of these resources is impacting on the health system, which had already been battered by more than a decade of civil war and was delivered a fresh blow after a second earthquake on Monday. As we've seen that 20% of over 600 communities that have been assessed, they have no access to health care as we speak. Winter conditions are very high. Uh, cholera, over 40, uh, 47,000 cases are already there, and access to quality drinkable water is not the case. Health system is overwhelmed. New figures confirm that average wages have gone up, but not by as much as first expected. The Australian Bureau of Statistics wage figures for December show an annual increase of 3.3%. But elevated inflation continues to erode salary gains, growing 7.8% over the last 12 months. 
BIS Oxford Economic Head of Macroeconomic Forecasting, Sean Langkag, says the softer-than-expected wage growth should temper the Reserve Bank's fears of a wage price spiral. New Zealand's Reserve Bank has lifted the country's interest rate for the tenth straight time. The official cash rate has gone up by 70 basis points to 4.75%, a double hike widely predicted by the market and banking commentators. RBNZ Governor Adrian Orr has justified the increase, saying that although he can see early signs of price pressure easing, monetary policy still needs to be tight in order to fight inflation. He says it remains too early to tell what the policy impact will be of Cyclone Gabriel and other recent severe weather events. In particular, given that the scale of the destruction is really just unfolding um, with us now. The timing, size and the nature of funding of any government fiscal response is still yet to be determined. In rugby league, the South Sydney Juniors squad have announced plans to implement a new protocol for head injuries. The club is rolling out a concussion management technology called Neuroflex that uses virtual reality to track and measure the impact of a head knock. The results will be used alongside expert assessment to accurately diagnose concussion and track brain health over time. South Sydney plans to test all players 12 years of age and over, while younger players will have the option to take part. I'm Greg Diet, and that's the latest SBS News.